0: Hey everyone, welcome to B2B Made Simple. I'm Sam Moss, the CEO and co-founder of One Click Agency. On this show, I interview marketing experts from fast-growing B2B SaaS companies, we feature podcast episodes I'm a guest on, and sometimes we throw in a consulting call I've done with another company. Our goal with this show is to equip you and give you the tools you need to be the best marketer you can be. Hey, what's up, everybody? This was a consulting call I recently did with a company that wanted to know how to generate demand uh, for what they do on LinkedIn. Um, So basically, I just kind of dug deep into like what they offer, um, what the best strategy would be to execute content wise, and even how to launch a podcast. Um, This guy, he, he does sales for the company and business development. And he's doing like 100 outbound calls, he said either a day or a week, I can't remember. But Basically, he feels like there's another way that's better than what he's doing. And he reached out to me. He's like, how do I do something different? I want to do something different that will generate results, pipeline and revenue for our company. Um, and that's exactly what I dove into. So hope you find this helpful.
1: Yeah, so uh, essentially the way the we're gener the way they have me generating business lead is essentially they have, we have data from market scan and I'm calling up companies accountancy firms asking do you want an accounting apprentice um now now i'm i'm thinking there has to be a better way to generate business to business um what's is is there a way i can create demand on linkedin Uh, is there a better marketing strategy i can use um, because essentially what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm hoping to get lucky that they're looking to hire someone uh, and, you know, it's quite time consuming. Is there a way I can generate them to me instead? You know, if an employer is thinking, you know what, I need an apprentice, um, you know, what company can I go to? Is there somewhere on LinkedIn I can just type and find like a landing page or something? Mm-hmm. And you yeah. kind of advice and knowledge about that.
0: Yeah, for sure. So my first question is, what are you guys selling? So you're obviously in a sales role right now. You're doing a lot of cold outbound um, and like you said, it's, if you get lucky, maybe you'll, you know, get a sale, but you are looking to generate through LinkedIn. So I'm curious, is it a product you sell a software or a service? What is it?
1: It's, it's a service. Essentially we're a training provider. Um, we, we, uh, help apprentices, uh, Get skilled in zero um, QuickBooks. Uh, we help with practical training to help them become accountants mm-hmm. um, and digital marketing as well. We help apprentices, um, you know, CEO whether it's website designing, content producing, um, Google Analytics. So essentially, what we do is we train. Uh, we take school leavers, for example, and instead of going to university, we we do the apprenticeship, which is which is where we give them training um, and then they work for a company on an apprentice salary. Um, and I think our USP is that, you know, we, we basically train them and we support their career development throughout the whole thing. Even if they're working for you, they would work one day a week, they would be with us training, um, learning, doing their level two, three, four, et cetera, and becoming fully qualified at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the only downside is they're apprentices, so they need a bit more training when they're in organizations, whereas a graduate or a university student or college student would have a bit more. Um, knowledge but we, we're more on the practical side of things
0: yeah so you're trying to catch people before college or university is what you're saying right
1: yes the students on the okay. student side mm-hmm. Um, that side's okay we, we we manage but then when once we catch them they do their level two now to do their level three they need to be employed within a company and my job's kind of I'm trying to catch employers or convince employers to take apprentices mm. Um. or yeah essentially that's the Gen- business generation lead i'm kind of like struggling
0: on so you guys have two, almost two different ideal customers you have your apprentices that yeah. you're training and then it seems like you're in more of the business business to business side where you are now saying hey we have these apprentices that we've trained cha- trained through our program here is uh you know here they are would you like to bring them on board is what you're saying yeah
1: yeah exactly exactly explain mm-hmm.
0: So. Yeah, okay. So who are these these businesses? So you're saying you're not going to be promoting, you don't want to do business with the apprentices, correct? It's just the business to business side. It's just the business to business. Okay.
1: I, I have another department that kind of tells me, you know, this apprentice has completed their level two. They're looking to find work. And my mm-hmm. job is like a recruiter. I'm trying to uh, hey, you know, would you be interested? I have this apprentice. He done so-and-so. This is their GCSE grade. This is their maths English grade. Um, do you want to hire? And it's either like a yes or a no. Give me more information uh essentially that's i'm like yeah i'm the business developer and i just yeah i'm a more efficient better way to generate business basically
0: mm-hmm. and these apprentices it's mainly for financial roles for the most part
1: uh yes our financial roles is mainly that okay. uh, accounting but we have a digital marketing um we're starting to diversify into digital marketing as well
0: okay so we'll stick to the accounting um now who are the companies that you're ideally going after do you have uh like an industry or an ideal customer profile
1: uh accounting firms
0: oh accounting firms okay so basically they will do outsource accounting for other companies and you're looking for them to bring these apprentices on
1: um yeah accounting firms they that want to hire like bookkeepers or like financial assistants so any they would hire them just as a normal employment Mm -hmm. except um would be they we would train them while they're working for them and they would have to give them a bit more training and they're hired on a lot less four pound 30 um i'm not sure how much that is obviously in Mm -hmm. um you know dollars but obviously it's quite low it's like half what a full fully qualified person
0: yeah so it's a huge cost savings is what you're saying
1: huge cost savings yeah Mm -hmm. um the downside is you do have to like baby them and look after them a Mm -hmm. bit more but obviously it's better retention as well. I mean, 18 months contract normally for an apprenticeship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So you guys mainly are selling into the accounting firms. Um, so when it comes to content, you, your company is already putting out. Do you, do you have um, subject matter experts in your company that are, are speaking to your ideal customers already, or is there nothing there?
1: No, I'm literally just calling them and kind of asking, would you be interested in hiring mm-hmm. an apprentice? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of cold. And then it's a bit warm because the industry is, is the same. Um, like the, my apprentices are looking to get into accounting firms. So that part is warm, but the cold is the fact. I don't know if they want to hire or not.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Who would be the decision maker in these accounting firms? Who is the person you're looking to talk to?
1: It would be their HR manager or their director. If it's, it's normally small businesses, SMEs, it's normally their director. Um, if it's massive companies, it's normally the HR person who would kind of make that decision.
0: Okay. So the HR manager or directors are you saying at accounting firms? Yeah, exactly. um, okay. So are, do you guys have specifically in your marketing department, if you know this, do you have um, any content, educational content that your marketing team is already putting out?
1: yes we have a few things um, what are, what are those they're mainly mainly to attract students um, oh students
0: okay yeah like but nothing for the b2b side
1: nothing really for the b2b side i'm the only like one person for the b2b side
0: okay that makes sense um well that makes it fun then so we'll get to start from ground zero here so one of the best ways that i have learned um to basically give expertise if I don't have the expertise for the ideal buyer and maybe correct me if I'm wrong do you have a ton of knowledge for these HR managers and directors that they would go Raj you're the man you're really smart I want to follow your thought leadership do you have a lot of that in your mind
1: yeah I mean a lot of things I think if they weren't scared and I was a, they, they would be happy to hire an apprentice you know mm-hmm. um, yeah it's just that convincing element as well
0: Right. So you have knowledge in your head, right. Of how to be a better HR manager or director, how to execute your job better and basically educational content that you just, you have up here, but you haven't put on paper, right. Is what you're saying?
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just not on paper. Okay.
0: Well here, here's the cool thing about LinkedIn. Um, the organic reach is going down just because as platforms mature, um, they want to drive more ad revenue. So of course it's going to choke the reach of a page that you and I would have. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I do on my page is I post educational content Mm -hmm. for um, our ideal buyer is a VP director or CMO at a B2B software company. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I do is I create, marketing content that helps them get better at their job, right? It improves their one, their quality of life, because hopefully they're going to become a better marketer. It beca- it helps their work life. And then ultimately it helps them be a better leader um, to their team. So that's like the philosophy that I have with my content. Hmm. And if you have um, really the knowledge to help an HR manager or these directors at these accounting firms, I would just start putting together some content you can start with written content for linkedin and then posting it to your page um, now the thing is if you're not connected to any um any of those people like obviously it's gonna be tough for them to see it so you need to have a connection strategy as well um now linkedin is they're kind of squeezing this as well it used to be you could uh send a bunch of connection requests probably 50 a day if you wanted to, but now it's down to maybe 50 a week. So you have to be careful. Um, one of the the things I do is I send out roughly five to 10 a day um, during the week. And I am looking to connect with people that are engaging with people in the industry. So you know that they would like your content if you were to put out content like that. Mm. Two, it shows that they're on the platform regularly. And mm. then three, it shows that like they're actually active. They're not just scrolling and kind of lurking in the background. Um, so you have to have that connection strategy. And then as you start to put out content, I would recommend doing it once a day. Um, so put a post on LinkedIn, um, Mm -hmm. engage with the comments, um, and really make it actionable for someone. Um, if you look at some of the posts that either go viral or people that have, um, really large followings. You can see that the posts are educational. They're a lot of times they're very punchy and punctual. They're they're easy to consume and they're simple and they're geared toward their ideal audience, which for you would be these HR managers, mm-hmm. right? And this is a really good way to start creating relationships with them. Mm-hmm. And it's a really great way to sh- start showing that you are the subject matter expert. And eventually you don't even have to talk about what you guys do eventually they'll want to come to you because they know, like, and trust you because they've been following your content for months. Mm. And that goes full circle to generating demand, right? So the whole goal is to get people into a buying cycle Mm. either long before they had ever planned to or educating them that, hey, we would be a really good fit for you and here's why, right? So that's how I would consider like generating demand and you can do it right through LinkedIn with content. Now, if you wanted to up your game a little bit, you could simply record a video of you saying, here are the top three, uh, you know, I'm not sure what kind of content would be interesting to an HR manager, but best ways to manage your 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 employees, right? Or issues like, when they arise.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know, for top, top reasons to hire an apprentice or something like
0: that. Yeah, you could do that. Um, a lot of the one of the things that I found is your content doesn't, since it's, when you're generating demand, I would consider that above the funnel right? So a lot of these people aren't in a buying cycle. So mm. with that being said, it can be more what I it's called relational content, which mm. means it doesn't have to be tied to your your product specifically. So for example, we sell websites to mm. B2B companies. Mm. But my content is 90% not about websites because LinkedIn is above the funnel. So I'm hooking my ideal buyers in, hopefully, with marketing content that they're interested in, because they're actually not interested in building a website. Unless they're in the middle of a website project right now, they could care less what I think about a website. Mm. So you have to think more broad, right? So Mm. for you, if you were to think about, and you put out a piece of content that said the three reasons to buy, or not to buy, but to hire an apprentice, that's more bottom of funnel. Like these people have really high intent. They already know they want to go with you and it's kind of to seal the deal. So I'm talking like above that demand level, right? So what are people going to see on your LinkedIn page that makes them want to come back tomorrow, right? If they're your ideal buyers, is that how you're going to help them become a better HR manager? That's the kind of content that we're talking about here. So I would would recommend posting on your personal LinkedIn page once a day, sending out five to seven, I probably wouldn't push the 10 connection requests, I would say five to seven, connection requests to people that are active on the platform, on LinkedIn, that you've seen they've engaged, maybe they've engaged with one of your your posts, and then consistently do that day in and day out. Now, I've been doing this for a year and a half, right? So of course, I've been able to, you know, accumulate a nice following, and people start to engage with the post. But if you look back to when I started doing this, I was getting one like and two comments, right? And that's where you're going to start with this, but you'll, you'll figure out trends, right. Of, of what kind of content people are interested in, what content kind of pops off. And then you can kind of cater your content to that as you continue. And as you learn, but the biggest step is just starting. Right. Um, And it will take time. I would give it at least stick to this at least six months to a year. If you're just like, Man, I really want to build these relationships. I really want to continue um, doing a different, doing this a different way because mm. there are better ways to generate demand in business. Um, there was one other thing. Oh, I would also comment genuine comments um, and like relationship building comments mm. on your ideal buyers' posts if they're connected with you or maybe you sent them a connection request. I would. Look them up and be careful of this because LinkedIn will um, block your, your page for a while. If you look at too many, it's really dumb. But if you visit too many profiles in a day, they're actually um, kind of putting a noose around people that do that. So I would say don't look at more than like 20 profiles in a day. But if you go and you you comment on their posts like, hey, this is really insightful, maybe add a two cents, um, that can start to build a relationship because a lot of times you want to give before you get. Um, so even with your connections, that's one of the best ways that I started out. Um, when I would get a comment on my post and there's no way for me to really do this now because it's, it would just take way too long. But when I had a a few people commenting on my post, they would leave a comment and I would reciprocate that by immediately going over to their page. A lot of times these were content creators and do leaving them a thoughtful comment and that really spoke to them like, Oh, wow. You know, if I, if I comment on Sam's post, a lot of times he's going to comment back and it's almost like a, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a great way to build relationships. And again, it feeds the algorithm. So it's going to show up in people's feed that so-and-so commented on your post. Mm-hmm. So between those three things, so I'll recap, it's posting regularly. I would mm-hmm. say once a day. Um, a lot of times you can get really good engagement on weekends as well. Um, A regular daily connection strategy, no more than 50 connections a week because you'll get LinkedIn will shut down your account and then no more than like seven to 10 a day. And then um, the last one is commenting on your ideal customers posts. Um, Or if you see them engaging on a post and they comment, respond to the comment and say, yo, this is really interesting. This is really useful. Um, And again, be careful how many profiles you you visit. Um, so that's the LinkedIn side of things. Another thing that I thought might be interesting for you, um, Mm. is starting a podcast. Um, so what this would be is you bring on your ideal customers. So these HR managers at your ideal company, right? Mm. You say you reach out to them and say, Hey, we're doing a show on X, how the, the HR manager show, right? And I would not name it after your business. I would name it something to do with the, the guest, right? The HR podcast, the HR success, something like that. You bring them on and you ask them like their expertise, right? And what this does is it will create content for their peers. So now you're not reaching just that HR manager. You're reaching all the HR managers that they're connected to with this podcast. And the cool thing about a podcast is it kills many birds with one stone. So we talked about the content. You're going to have a lot of content that you could chop up, turn into quotes mm. in a graphic for LinkedIn. Mm. Um, you could take the video clips and put them on LinkedIn. Um, you could create a slide deck, which is you know the three things that are most important for HR managers and put that on LinkedIn. And the cool thing about this is if you're kind of tapped out as to like, man, I feel like I've said everything I can uh, in, for this industry. I've gotten there where I kind of feel like bled dry of, of content. You always have this content to fall back on from these subject matter experts that are in the trenches on a daily basis. Hmm. So that's all content you can repurpose for LinkedIn. And then on top of that, you have your long form show that people can listen to. And many people overestimate how hard it is to start a podcast. It's actually incredibly easy. Um, You can get a mic for 99 bucks on Amazon. I have the Yeti blue that I'm talking into right now. You get a cheap pair of earbuds so you can hear. You can use Zoom for free. And then we use Anchor to upload our podcast, which distributes our podcast to all the platforms. So iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everything. And that's free right? And then it's really easy. You just slap an intro and outro onto the podcast. You don't have to do a lot of editing. uh, And then you put that up, right? And that's your podcast. So now you have the long form, you have the short form from your subject matter experts. So that's going back to what I was saying. That's the content side. So that's the first bird with one stone. Hmm. The second thing is you now are building a personal relationship with every one of your guests. Hmm. So capitalize on this. This is not a time to sell to them but it's a time for them to get, to make that face-to-face connection for you to connect with them on LinkedIn. Now they're going to see your content. A lot of times they're much more apt to engage with your content when they know you personally, and you just made them feel like a million bucks because you invited them on your show. And here you are like Mr. Host, you have them on the show and they're excited to be there and share their expertise. And you just throw them a couple of leading questions Like, hey, what do you believe about this? Or what can we do better here? And a lot of times they're just going to go with it because this is what they're passionate about. Um, So I think between the content that you have in your head that you just need to get on paper or on a video for LinkedIn and you going out and doing almost like an outbound business development strategy to bring people onto the podcast without the intentions of selling to them, but the long-term relationship and the content you're going to get out of it, I think you could have a pretty killer LinkedIn strategy. And that's what we've been doing here, just with different buyers for the past year to year
1: and a half. Hmm. That's incredible. That's the way you just broke broken that down in what like half an hour. That's That's a lot. Like the I didn't even think about connection strategy. And you know, it's yeah, the way I like how you streamlined all of that and kind of put it into I think um, I think it's difficult to attract people's attention, even if you have all this content in your head to really make something to engage. I mean, I think it I would have to put a lot of fool into it mm-hmm. as well. Now that you've broken everything down, I think it's made me realize there's a lot to do. But once you get the ball rolling, I think it could work out nice. Yeah.
0: yeah. The thing, the thing you have to do is just simply get started. Your yeah. content is never going to be perfect. It's going to evolve. You're going to get better with your writing style. Maybe you're going to feel more comfortable kind of sounds so gross, but vomiting your ideas into a video and just going for it, right? A a minute and a half to three minute video and putting that out there. And maybe that's going to be your ideal communication strategy. And maybe you'll have fun doing that, right? It's just testing the waters and seeing what you're passionate about, seeing what people engage with and what they find helpful. And another way to do this is just to see what they're already engaging with. You can go to their profile and see past activity, are they engaging with videos? Do they engage with slide decks? Do they like text posts? You can see all of that. It might take a little time to research, but the key is getting started and just being okay that you're not going to see, like, don't expect results from it for six months to a year. Will you find results from it sooner? Quite possibly, but when you go in with a mindset of this is a brand building demand generation activity that might not get us results immediately. A lot of times, if you put those back, like those thoughts to the back of your mind, and just like you know what, we're just gonna do it and see what happens, and know that we'll see results down the road, then you'll start to do it with the right intentions, and produce content that's just straight up valuable and helpful for those who are going to be consuming it.
1: Yes, I, like right. yeah, I agree. I think because I, I work with a kind of you know in business or we work with a director who very much wants to see results straight away, and with cold calling, yeah, sure, you would, and you're right. I think I don't think with building like that type of you won't see results straight away you know mm. like you said you might get a like or a comment per post and then i think that strategy takes time but i think it's so much more rewarding um you know correct me if i'm wrong i mean I'm, I'm pretty sure like how how did it go for you after six months to a year i mean you know what did you results did you see how do you have any regrets doing it like you know
0: so here's what we found um We had some results trickle in during the first few months, which is really, really cool. We'd have people comment on our posts. And here's what I found. We do not necessarily, we get, okay. So let me clarify. We get probably 90 to 95% of our inbound. We don't do any outbound. We get 90 to 95% of our inbound. um, We call them website meetings, right? It's the same thing as book a demo or whatever. 90 to 95% of them come through LinkedIn, right? Now here's the catch. These aren't people that comment on my posts and say, Sam, you are so smart. Can I book a website meeting? That doesn't happen, right? I've had that, not that exact thing happen, but people have commented and said, hey, can we talk maybe once or twice over the past year and a half? It happens from the people that have been lurking in the background who have not engaged with a post in months, but they've been reading and consuming the content throughout that time span. And then they reach out through a DM or they come inbound through our website, or they just simply email us, right? Now, that's that's incredible, right? Just those results. And they say, I love your content. I've been consuming it. Um, it's been really good, right? Now, that's the LinkedIn side of things. Recently, we've been seeing our podcast enter those conversations, right? And the podcast will take a long time to grow um, when it comes to the audience. Our strategy was mostly the relationships that we're building with the guests, And then the audience will come down the road. We're actually seeing the audience start to gear up now. So in our conversations with our buyers or or at least sales conversations, I have had people on the phone uh, or on the zoom call say, man, this is nothing new. Like, I feel like I know you because I've been listening to your podcast for months. Right. I've had, I've reached out to people to be on our podcast and they say, oh, guess what? I'm already a listener. I've been listening to your show. Of course, I'm going to come on your podcast. So those are the rewards of building a brand and people are going to recognize you and come to know, like, and trust you because of this podcast and because of the content that you're putting out on LinkedIn. Um, So those are the ways that we've seen uh, the inbound traffic come for us. And the thing for you is since it's going to take a while, right, you can continue hitting your numbers with what your, your C-suite is telling you you need to do now, right? But the cool thing is this is going to be like the icing on the cake that eventually you'll be able to go to them and be like, dang, look at what I've been able to do over the past year on top of me hitting all my you know my sales numbers and going out and making these, these outbound calls. Like I've been able to build relationships with X amount of accounts. Um, I'm getting this kind of engagement on LinkedIn from our ideal buyers. Look at what they're saying about the content. Like that's business development and that's building a brand. And you can certainly do it. You just have to stick to it.
1: Wow. That's a whole nother world I haven't (laughs) tapped in at all. (laughs) At all. Um, Yeah. That's, that's the, yeah, thank you for that breakdown. Thanks for sharing that. It's been so insightful as well. Um, I think for me, the hardest part is accepting, yeah, it won't get results straight away. My director's very much, mm-hmm. you know, you know how sales jobs are, money, 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 money. And yeah. That will come, but I, I agree. Um, yeah, I, what, what else, are there? I mean, is that is there any other recommendations you have other than LinkedIn that you've seen results in or anything else that works just as well?
0: It really just depends on where your buyers are. Mm -hmm. Now for you, I would just recommend sticking to LinkedIn unless you know your buyers. I'm just assuming they're on LinkedIn, excuse me, but maybe you know something different. I'm assuming since they're in the B2B space, it's where they're consuming content and that's where they're going to consume yours, but I could be wrong. So maybe that's some research that you need to do on your end to see, are they on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, um, Reddit? I mean, there's a lot out there. And that Mm. could just simply be you asking them. Um, Mm. That could be a a question. Let's say you start this podcast and interview one person a week, which is not hard to do. That's like an hour of work a week. Mm. You ask them on the show Mm. and kind of sneak the question in. And now you're doing a little bit of market research. Mm. Hey, like where do you and your friends like enjoy consuming content the most? And they're just gonna be like, oh yeah, you know what? I actually don't get on LinkedIn much. I have a profile, but I haven't looked on that thing in in 17 years or, you know, seven months. Right. And they Mm -hmm. haven't been on LinkedIn, but my favorite place to consume is Reddit or Mm -hmm. I'm I'm consuming blog posts and maybe the LinkedIn conversation might not be something that you need to pursue, but that would just be some research that you need to do on your end to figure out where are my ideal buyers hanging out and where do I need to create content and distribute it so that they get it? Mm -hmm. Because don't worry about the other platforms if they're not there. For me, our ideal buyers are on LinkedIn and they're starting to migrate to uh, TikTok a little bit, which is cool, but not many of them are consuming content on Facebook. Um, Not many of them are consuming content on Instagram and and maybe they are, maybe I need to have a deeper talk with them, but the main platform that they're consuming content like this is on LinkedIn. So that's where I create content. It's where they have the, the best organic reach that I've found for our target audience, um, and it sounds like for you just diving deep and just figuring out where do they hang out, where do they consume content and then creating content for that platform.
1: Hmm. And how did you come to that conclusion that they were on LinkedIn? Was that over six months of time or did you, did you start to realize that kind of straight away?
0: So here's, here's the journey that I took. Um, so our agency, we used to build websites, uh, primarily for small businesses, um, hmm. And within the past year and a half, we, we honed in and said, we're going to only build these websites for B2B software companies, right? And we had done website development for these companies before, but we hadn't 100% gone in and just said, this is all we're doing them for, right? So my LinkedIn strategy early on was business tips for business owners. And our podcast actually used to be a business podcast before we changed it to a marketing podcast. So our content evolved as our ideal buyers evolved. Um, So that's where I learned like, okay, this is where marketers are hanging out. And I tried LinkedIn early on and did these business uh, educational tips and content for business owners. And I wasn't getting like a lot of traction and looking back that's because a lot of these small business owners really don't hang out on LinkedIn some do for sure, but it's mostly Facebook and Instagram and even in TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I realized now is our ideal buyers who are these direct, uh, VPs and CMOs, uh, they do hang out on LinkedIn. They're engaging in there a ton. and It's just something I've learned from being on the platform for so long. Um, mm-hmm. and you'll, you'll start to learn the same thing, but I'm glad that we made the shift to this B2B space because if we hadn't, LinkedIn probably wouldn't have given us the results that we were looking for, and uh, would we have found another platform where our ideal customers, you know, were consuming content? Absolutely, um, but for us, LinkedIn just works. I, I, I have a suspicion that it's the same for you, just knowing the space. Um, but again, that's something that you'll have to dig deeper in. Figure out, yeah.
1: No, I, I do think uh, LinkedIn is, is huge as well. Same for yeah. me. I, I, I agree I think it's yeah like you said just digging out exactly if they're all there or partially some of them there Um, I think most of them are there and then just figuring out where the rest are kind of as well yeah Yeah. Um, any, any other like yeah tips, suggestions you have like any others like that come to mind you know that you think of like you know remember to do that or just yeah like or any on content as well like Yeah. Anything else that. Yeah. When it comes to content,
0: um, I found if you could pack as much of a punch with a short post as possible and then lead them to the long form content with the link in in the comments to your podcast or to your blog or to your case study or whatever your long form is, it's a really good way for them to consume the content at a deeper level if they want to. Right. Mm -hmm. So make your post really actionable, make it easy to consume, easy to read. And you'll get better with that as you practice. And then one of the things that I do is I drop either the link to our email list, which we don't sell on our email list. We just continue to give marketing content and marketing advice um, from professionals right in the space. And then we send it out once a week. Um, And then if we take a podcast clip, we put that in LinkedIn, or if we take a podcast graphic, we put that in LinkedIn. And then we take the comment, or not the comment, we take the link to the podcast and we post that in the comment section. Because a lot of times if you put that in the post itself and say, hey, check this out, here's the link, um, LinkedIn will squash your reach because they don't want you, they don't want people to leave the platform. It's, you know, they get ad revenue when you stay on. So we found if you just stick the link in the comment section, A lot of times, people will go and explore and listen to the podcast or your long-form content from there. And here's here's something that I've learned, and I'm so surprised that not many companies do this: is they start this podcast and they post a clip on LinkedIn. They don't say it's from a podcast. They don't tell you they even run a podcast, and then they don't put a link to the podcast. So there's this one company that uh, I've seen on LinkedIn. And maybe they've changed it now, but uh, I couldn't even find their podcast on their website, right? And they were putting out podcast clips on LinkedIn and they didn't link it to the podcast. They just put a clip and said, here's what this is about. Da da yeah. And then I'm just like, well, what happens if I wanted to go listen to your podcast? I don't even know the name of your podcast. Mm. I went to their website, couldn't find the podcast. It was like in the footer of their website. I finally found it, right? Just make it easy overly easy for people to consume the long form content if they want to, right. People tend to be lazy when it comes to social media. I know I am on that list and just get that repetitive memory, even if they don't click on the link that so they know the name of your show at the very least. Um, so that even if they don't continue to go to the podcast now, maybe they'll go look it up later because they remembered it. So just make it overly easy get that name recognition in their mind. Um, and just overdo it, I guess, is the way I would, I would say that just make sure it's crazy easy for someone to continue learning and educating themselves with your content.
1: Mm. So just obviously, once you hook them, make sure they've got somewhere to kind of go. Don't just, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm out uh, of questions. That was you, Good. Even it's so much to think about. I'm like, do I'm like, I'm like excited, you know, to, to do like the LinkedIn route. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, my, my, one of my managers kept saying, you know, there's so much potential on LinkedIn. I'm thinking, I don't really see it. Like, what can I do other than connect and yeah. ask people? Another, mm-hmm. the content way to do, I think it's a good, great way. Do you have, um, I mean, so just last question. Uh, the last one I have, it, you say most 90% of 95 views is inbound. So mm-hmm. you guys do no cold calling, no outbound, nothing like that? No, no
0: really? at least not now. Um, and we haven't uh, ever. Um mm-hmm. And the thing is, once we build a name for ourselves, people are much more apt to take a call with me, right? Because of the name that I built on LinkedIn. And if I were to send a DM right now to anybody, any of my connections that have consumed content, they're most likely going to answer it, right? I can't say the same thing about someone who is doing 100% outbound because how do they know you, right? Um, So if we do outbound in the future, I feel like we're going to have a huge leg up just because of the brand that we've built for ourselves. But right now we, I haven't done it. We haven't needed to do it. Um, in the future, you know, I don't know, but I will definitely have a leg up. That's for sure.
1: No. Yeah. I see. So, in, cause for me, when I call they're like, which company? Who? Yeah, get?
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. And I
1: think you wouldn't get that. I think if you already kind of go a name, okay. Um, no, that's, that's all for me, Sam. Do you have any questions f- for me or anything? Um, yeah, that I should think about any, anything. I mean, do you have any questions? I,
0: honestly, man, I think that you're going to, I think you have everything, the recipe for success. Uh, mm. what you need to do now is just execute. And that's where a lot of people flop. They get excited about it for a week. And then they're just like, dang, I didn't get any engagement on my LinkedIn posts. This is dumb. Right. And then they stop, but I was there And I continued, I said, you know what? I see other people getting engagement on stupid things that have no like substance to them, right? I know I could do better than that. And that's where I just continue to push at it. And many people have done the exact same thing. And when LinkedIn is long gone and it's like has no organic reach like Facebook, uh, there will be another B2B platform, right? That we can go do and replicate this exact process. So once you learn the formula here, you can replicate it and do it on tiktok on on youtube on uh instagram reels whatever it may be right Mm. wherever the our audience starts to go in the future you have the recipe to to knock it out of the park so Mm. i guess that's my my closing statement for you man uh is just go do it
1: yeah amazing man thank you so much man i i literally i'm so happy that i managed to actually get you (laughs) yeah like it's awesome yeah i was looking for someone to just kind of knock that exact knowledge and you you just hit you literally hit like the ball with what i wanted um yeah and i'm excited yeah thank you so much sam hey
0: you got it i appreciate you you hopping on here and uh you know taking some advice and definitely go do it all right
1: yeah no definitely thank you so much sam it's been a pleasure all right
0: right, you have a good one